So Blumber Capital is, um, has been around for 32 years, early stage VC, started by David Blumberg, who uh, um, is, a, is a great Zionist uh, investor. As, um, he's from uh, the U.S., so we are a U.S.-based fund. We have offices in four different locations, uh, San Francisco, New York, Miami, of course. Now you have to, you got to have Miami's office, right, in today's uh, atmosphere. And of course, Tel Aviv, which is one of the main uh, offices of the, of the fund. We are investing in B2B software companies, and we're starting very, very early, meaning we can do sometimes pre-seed, but we prefer seed and A rounds. Um, our first check is usually between half a million dollars to five million dollars, and we continue to invest in these companies for the for as long as they are interesting and have the potential to become uh, at least a billion dollar company. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20-Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make-A-Wish Israel and Tech2Peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Chord Ventures, J-Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J-Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Yodfat Arel Buchris, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Thank you so much for joining me today uh, from, obviously, the Blumberg Capital offices. Thank you very much for being here. How are you? Thank you for inviting me. It's a great pleasure to meet you. And uh, let's make this as interesting as possible. 100%. So Yodfat, straight to the point, you're, you're one of the... Um, um, respected and well-known figures in the Israeli ecosystem. Um, you've been pioneering, working with incredible companies for many, many years um, in, in executive positions and in investment positions from software companies that are very uh, you know, modern and are cutting edge today, either in the security scene um, in the in the marketing scene sometimes, but also companies more in the infrastructure layer of society, uh, and really that that touch on the daily lives of of each of us. And so you've really seen the breadth of different organizations and and the different decision making. And so I'm I'm particularly curious to hear about about your journey and and how you've shaped your interests and what what you're excited about. And and I'm most of all then interested in in piecing together with you what who how you now decide who you want to work with and what what matters for you now that you've seen so many leaders and so many entrepreneurs i'm sure that there's different bits and pieces of intuitions and and uh, decisions that you've come together so so you'd thought tell me a little bit about blumberg capital that you're a part of now and and then i want to trace back to your journey yeah sure with pleasure so you've said so many things that I have something to say about, uh, especially, uh, you know, the, the very, very, very diverse variety of things that uh, I was involved with. And it has a purpose. It has, it has a goal and it has a, a lot of meaning. 
um, that I'd be happy to share with you, uh, of course. So Blumber Capital is, um, has been around for 32 years, early stage VC, started by David Blumberg, who uh, um, is, a, is a great Zionist uh, investor. As, um, he's from uh, the US, so we are a US-based fund. We have offices in four different locations, uh, San Francisco, New York, Miami, of course. Now you have to, you got to have Miami's office, right? In today's uh, atmosphere. And of course, Tel Aviv, which is one of the main uh, offices of the, of the fund. We are investing in B2B software companies, and we're starting very, very early, meaning we can do sometimes pre-seed, but we prefer seed and A rounds. Um, our first check is usually between half a million dollars to five million dollars, and we continue to invest in these companies for the for as long as they are interesting and had the potential to become uh, at least a billion dollar company. For that, we uh, raised five funds to date, and also we have a new opportunity fund in order to allow us to actually be there for the longer term. Um, we are. 22 people um, and uh, across the different offices with different expertise. And what we have, which is, I think, quite unique in our fund, and this is part of the work that we've been doing in the last few years, is that we have uh, added value services. Some of the people that you know very well, for instance, uh, our, uh, we have an HR services where we help the early entrepreneurs to build their HR strategy that goes hand in hand with the business strategy. So we brought for that, I think, worldwide expert. She used to be Shawana Mizrahi. She used to be the head of HR in A200 at the time that you served in the unit. And of course, I she knows... I remember the name the very well. So of course, she knows the system uh, and the ecosystem and the people and, you know, bits and bytes of who can work with who. Um, and she's part of the team, a very important part of the team. We have marketing, business development. We have uh, uh, PR. And we have, which is quite unique, a CIO council. We have 160 members from the largest companies in the world, like uh, Disney and Gap and Google and Amazon and wow. IBM and so forth. I'm not doing here promotion for anyone, but just to emphasize the importance that we see by connecting to the industry and, and, and creating network for entrepreneurs very early in their life cycle, in their journey. So we, we have uh, meetings every quarter. Uh, that actually allows the entrepreneurs to meet these people that are usually, you know, C-level in these companies until you meet them. It takes almost forever. And they have the interaction, the first interaction early on, and then they can continue to ask questions. Some of them uh, serve as uh, advisory board members in uh, the companies, and sometimes they become customers, sometimes exit partners. So we are thinking about, you know, always the next phase to see how we can actually serve best uh, the, the entrepreneurs, guys like yourself, um, super talented, coming from different places in the world, leading universities and so forth. Incredible. So take me back to your own, your own journey. So um, obviously you've been in, in the space for, for quite some time. I'm, I'm going to be interested to later understand the transition into to Bloomberg and and um, 
you're obviously very intentional with your your own decision making. How did you get into the world of investing in general, choosing to be yeah. on that side of the spectrum? I think it's something that you actually get from it's it's kind of a a dream that you have from very early on, and usually, and you know, I, I'm sure that you will identify with that. You get it from home. Um, so uh, I've been in this uh, space, uh, you know, very early in my in my uh, you know youth days because of my father. He used to be in the banking industry. He used to uh, work with you know very large companies, industrial companies, but also high tech. Back then, I'm. I've been in the industry for over 30 years. So back then there were not many tech companies in Israel. However, the one that were uh, around were very famous and everybody were looking at them and see, taking examples and taking, uh, looking at the leaders of these companies and, and, and trying to actually do a copy paste of what they're doing. So back then there was only one fund in Israel. It was called Yuzma really, really many years ago. But as I mentioned, my father was in the banking industry and I started my career after the army as a teller in, in Israel discount bank. So I was actually a cashier uh, working there for, um, I think, almost a year, um, which was very, very weird. But after that, I uh, traveled to the Netherlands and I used to work for investment banking and private banking in Amsterdam which got me even closer to the industry than I'm working in uh, today. And in 1994, which is a long time ago, my father started a business for business development between Israeli tech companies and Japanese companies. So it started from tech and expanded to many other uh, um, areas. And I did it for 10 years. At the end, I also managed the company, uh, but it gave me such a, an important foundation to everything that I'm doing today. You know, I, I got to learn about business uh, tolerance and patience and how to actually understand that when somebody is saying it's very difficult, it means no. And how to actually integrate uh, different cultures and to help Israeli companies to actually understand different culture, which, you know, it's not very easy and it's not trivial at all, especially in the Far East. So, I did it for 10 years and it was super interesting. And in, 99, in 2003, I was offered to join Orbitech, which was one of the customers mm. of our company. And I was leading the VC of uh, Orbitech. Super interesting role. At the end of it, it was a CVC in a very small market and we recommended to actually close the, the venture arm of the company. And I got an opportunity, which was amazing, uh, to actually start a new division, and uh, which was uh, the um, medical imaging. So my first interaction with the um, the healthcare world was via this uh, this company, yeah. which was interesting. After that, you know, many opportunities came along, and I was um, I was sitting as a board member on behalf of Orbitech in. in uh, industrial companies and also uh, biotech companies, with, and some of them went public. So, you know, a little bit, bit by bit, you get uh, information, you get experience, you get, you know, to learn new new things from different disciplines, which was very, very interesting. And, and I was curious all the time. I was learning and reading and, you know, not a lot of internet back then. 
Um, after after that, I was offered by the Sabladovich family to actually manage their business in Israel, and it was, you know, a dream job. So I did it also for 10 years, and I was a chairperson of a real estate company, and I was a chairperson of hotel management company, and a lot of private equity, and we invested from the submarine cable to pharmaceutical companies, to industrial companies, to tech companies, to storage companies, to cyber companies. So the the large variety really uh it was a huge ex- exposure to different verticals but it was also an amazing opportunity to learn about you know different market segments different technologies um and it was a lot of work you know when you invest in a company I'm you curious, actually need you'd find... What, what, what did you start learning about, you know, your own interests or your own passions as you're, you, because it sounds like you have so, you're, you're quickly building on this arsenal of so many, you know, you big, you know, diverse and, and um, experiences that really push you constantly to new limits. What are you starting to learn about your own passions and your own interests here? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think the bottom line is that it's all, all about people. You know, and it's not a cliche when you say, you know, people matters and so forth, but the things that were my biggest success um, um, that I'm most proud of is the interaction, the relationship I build with entrepreneurs and with managers in, in companies because it brought deal flow, network, friendship, which is very dear and very deep. Um, and I think this is this is what makes me, you know, super curious. Different verticals, different segments bring different entrepreneurs. But the bottom line is that I'm always drawn to the same kind of people. You know, people that are leaders, people that are super innovative, people that are creative, and people that can work with other people. Super individuals is something that is very hard for me to actually understand and also help. You know, part of my role as an investor is to actually see what you need as an entrepreneur and actually build an infrastructure of services that will serve you, will suit you personally. And people that cannot interact and are super genius and there are so many people that I missed because of that. But, you know, the bottom line is that the the main, I think, common denominator is that I'm drawn to people that can actually cooperate with other people that have vision that can actually see the team grows and uh, can lead other people to the success that the technology allows incredible do you have a if you're looking back at the companies you've backed and the entrepreneurs you've experienced are there instances that come to mind that really exemplify you know, these key leadership moments where you're looking at somebody and saying, okay, wow, this behavior or this event really, you know, put shines light on how, how I, how, you know, I think entrepreneurs can, can really succeed. Yeah, definitely. And I think you'll, you'll, you'll understand it best because of the time that we're living in um, now. And I think that entrepreneurs right. shine best when there are crises. Okay, when there are things that need to be resolved, that you need to be super creative and human at the same time with a lot of, uh, you know, understanding of what the other people need, what the market needs, what the customer actually needs, 
crisis could be from very different you know places it could be in the product it could be um, in the market it could be with the other investors it could be with the founders you know sometimes founders you know that establish a company do not get along for the life you know after a few years so crisis comes in different shapes and forms but the the true leaders are shine best in in times of crisis and these are the people that I will invest in over and over and over and over and over again even if they fail the first time but there's something about the resilience there is something about you know I'm there no matter what and I'm not running away when things are a little bit tougher um, makes me uh, you know, I'm drawn to this to this kind of uh, entrepreneurs and people and I think now you see you see it all around us you know people that can actually see three four steps ahead these are the people that will actually succeed in the times that we are in and will shine eventually and their companies will succeed and their team will stay with them for a longer period of time so and the other yes, type is are the people that can actually come and say that they have a problem and that they are transparent and working in a way that I can actually um, open all my network and everything that I have in order to help them. And this is building the trust with the entrepreneurs from day one. I think this is the most important thing um, in every relationship, but in investor-founder relationship, it's even, you know, It's even bigger, it's even more important. It's even, you know, we are giving you guys um, not just money, but the reputation, the network, the uh, opening doors. We trust you. We trust what you say. We trust the product that you build. We trust the team that you uh, uh, recruit. We trust the next phase. We trust that you're doing the best that you can and, and we need you to trust us as well at the same time. So transparency and trust. These are the things that you know I will I will I would uh, take the moon stars and, and sun for uh, for entrepreneurs that are transparent and trustworthy Wow no I, I, I can I can definitely feel that coming from you and lo- looking a little bit ahead you know we're just at the beginning of 2024. It's a crazy world that we're living in we're we're in the middle of a crazy time in our own ecosystem um which speaks to a lot of the resilience and the crisis management and the leadership that is being exemplified here you know looking at, into the next one or two years now from an investor's hat you've seen a lot of different markets a lot of different industries what are you particularly excited about now Um, you mean in market uh, segments or entrepreneurs and companies? Mm-hmm. But well, both, uh, both. If you're thinking yeah. about where you're going to be spending your time over the next two years, what types of people, yeah. what types of markets? I think there, there are several things that are happening around us on a macro level that we have to, uh, to actually, you know, stop for a second. And build a new strategy as investors okay we've been seeing in 2022 and 2023 um, a tech global crisis uh, we thought it would be bigger than it is but it actually defected a lot of investors the interest rate where we in the in the financial sector has been high 
in order and and it created some kind of uh, you know um, disadvantage for us as a long-term investors where uh, investors decided where to put their money so we yep. I think it created a situation where we all need to be even more professional even more creative even more open-minded than we were before so the, the macro level really influenced a lot uh, the way that we think and the way that we act and the way that we invest. The second thing is, uh, is that technology, huge uh, leap that we've been seeing in the last uh, year where AI and, and uh, GT, uh, GTP became, you know, kind of uh, must-have technology. Um, so the data yes. element is, is playing a, a, a much bigger role in our decision-making processes with regards to new investments. The financial sector, uh, the enterprise sector requires a lot of efficiency processes. So the CFO suite is super interesting for us. Um, it, it has data in it, it has AI element, it has you know large important uh, um, um, enterprises that are interested to um, make their, you know, companies more efficient, more relevant, more transparent, by the way, uh, to the sea level that they're working with. These are the things that I think will be very interesting. On the other hand, there is a lot of new regulation coming from the um, clean tech market, um, coming from the food tech market, coming from uh, cyber world. So we were not that strong in food tech and clean tech. So far, we have not invested in this, this market. And, and now we are starting to look at clean tech on, from the financial side, okay? Not, uh, not from the science side. It needs to have a very, very, very um, specific uh, financial uh, use case or um, um, that we can actually um, understand and see the long-term um, the long-term value for our investors. Of course, cloud infrastructure is always interesting, but it's quite, quite crowded, I would say. And uh, during COVID, we invested in seven very, very interesting uh, digital health companies. So I think in the next two years, we will try to do our very best to help them actually to penetrate the market, increase their market share, uh, and be exposed to more and more and more uh, customers around the world. Um, so I think, you know, the, the, the theme of most of our funds is data. Now it's data and AI. So whoever has interesting software, B2B company in the spaces that I've just uh, uh, mentioned, it, it could be super interesting. In the other thing that we are concentrating in is supply chain management, which is not very strong in Israel, but super strong in the U.S., and we have several companies in this space that are going through a disruption, really, really big disruption uh, uh, of, uh, you know, technology moving to the next level of data and AI. Also, very relevant to what we're doing now. I, in fact, I think that, you know, hearing you talk about your own excitement and predictions for the next few years, it, it just shines back to what you were talking throughout the first 20 minutes about you know your your own your own interest in in leadership and the entrepreneurs that you want to be backing and working with but also your experience in working with many different segments and many different markets and it's clear that you have 
um, that you have insights and you have um, you know respect for for different markets that are that are rising and you're that you're looking at them and I think that's also probably what makes this also very uh, a very exciting time to to invest and to be a part of this ecosystem and I really want to thank you for the time here. Thank you for the inspiration and for sharing your own journey with me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to share this uh, with other young entrepreneurs and friends and colleagues. And uh, thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you. And I think the most important message, and thank you for your what you're doing, I think it's very important, although it's very, very short, is that the doors are open. We are all looking for the entire industry, looking for interesting entrepreneurs, and Blumber Capital is doing its best to actually help them to grow and to become great success like our other, you know, 10 different unicorns. So thank you for having me. Wow. And Incredible. Uh, may we have great 2024. Amen. Amen. <laughs>